1: This is the Jerry Callahan show. Columbus day. Let's all be thankful that that uh, courageous bastard discovered the new world and we can all reap the benefits today and every day. Happy Columbus day, especially to our uh, Italian friends out there. I thought about taking the day off. I know Ironhead wanted the day off, but we don't do that, man. Not on NFL Mondays, not when there's so much going on in the world. Uh, Last when last we met, when last we uh, sat here and did this show, we were talking about what a genius Kanye West is. Well, that was a long time ago. He's an idiot. Again, he was uh, reinstated Twitter and about 10 minutes later kicked off again and, you know, I don't like to see anybody kicked off Twitter. I don't like to see any speech uh, suppressed. But uh, I'm going to say he earned this one just for being a dumbass. We can give you the details on that, on, uh, on Kanye's short-lived return to Twitter. Also, um, but Joe Biden has two, two words th- for us, two words. Uh, <laughs> made in America. Could be the most comical Uh, sound from our buffoon in chief. We will play that and we'll give you some of the reactions. SNL uh, Saturday Night Live actually mocked the president. Hard to believe. I guess they could not help themselves. Of course, it was after mocking Dr. Oz and uh, Herschel Walker for about a half an hour. Um, Wild weekend in the NFL. We're going to review the Patriots big win over Detroit and some of us called it on the nose and uh, the worst call in NFL history. And I'm not kidding. It looks bad. It is bad. If you haven't seen it yet, we'll show you, we'll play it. We'll talk about it. Tom Brady got hit harder by Giselle's lawyers this weekend than he did by a uh, Brady Jarrett who uh, got called for uh, roughing in the Falcons bucks game. And, uh, I'm, after uh, reading, hearing uh, some of the reaction to the um, Hunter Biden story at the end of last week, I got to correct people. We will revisit that and I will explain to you why it is a setup. It is all, it is a sham. Hunter Biden is not really in trouble. There's no way Merrick Garland actually is going to put the son and business partner of the sitting president in jail. He should, but he won't. We'll get into that. And lots more on today's Callahan show brought to you by Bastion Pens. Uh, We're excited to introduce our newest sponsor, Bastion Bolt Action Pens. If you're the type of person who prefers good old-fashioned pen and paper to digital note-taking, you want a pen that performs. That's why I'm thrilled to have Bastion Pens as a sponsor, because they're designed in the USA to last a lifetime. The Bastion Executive Bolt Action Pen combines the highest quality materials and modern design with fine-tuned craftsmanship to create a winning instrument that is as luxurious as it is practical. They have several material options to choose from, including carbon fiber, stainless steel, aluminum, and titanium. No matter which material you go with, the pens are strong enough to break through glass or be used as a self-defense instrument in case of an emergency. Seriously. Uh, The bolt action mechanism is extremely satisfying. It's even fun to fidget with, to play with, just click with. Well, to help brighten your legacy, Bastion Pens has a special offer for listeners of The Callahan Show. Use promo code Jerry at checkout and get 20% off your entire order. That's promo code Jerry, G-E-R-R-Y, for 20% off. Just go to bastionboltactionpen.com or click the link in our social media bio. All right, let's move quickly. We're gonna get in and out quickly today because uh, it's uh, Columbus Day, and Ironhead has plans. Ironhead's—he's uh, a good family man. He's taking the kids apple picking today. That's what you do on a kind of gloomy fall day. Uh, are you focused here, Ironhead? Are you with me? I'm I know super you're focused.
0: Uh, I, I thrive when I'm working for free. It's my best, my best self. When you work, yeah, you. This is it. You just have to
1: crank out one little show. <laughs> And then you can go do your thing. You can go clean your guns or whatever. <laughs> whatever. What, what What do you have, What do you got planned today? Tell me yeah. what you got planned.
0: Uh, I think um, food shopping. That's the big one because uh, it's a little. Exciting. It's a little too cold to take my littlest one outside right now. I think, but we'll see. Oh, bundle, you- bundle her up. Um,
1: I'm I'm cleaning the garage, so I'm going to get this done too. But we're going to uh, had to do it. I'm telling you. You You asked me if I was uh, planning on taking the day off. It doesn't, I mean, I I love Christopher Columbus. I love honoring the man. I mean, he's a a great towering figure in history. We wouldn't be here without him, but it doesn't feel right taking Columbus Day off. It just feels like one of those holidays that you have to be a hack to take Columbus Day off. I've worked like every Columbus Day for the last 25 years. There's just a lot going on, you know, and we talk talk NFL. If I didn't work today, I wouldn't be able to take a victory lap for my spot-on prediction uh from the Patriots game but it was um it was an eventful NFL weekend we'll get to it it was funny because the Patriots game was so bad and so boring the Lions are so bad that's that's why you need a little asterisk next to the uh, Bailey Zappi uh, story. I know some people think that he looks so good. He's better than Mac Jones. It's that's ridiculous. He was going against the worst defense in the NFL at home. He looked good. He's good. They got a good backup. Uh, I, I I don't think he's going to take Mac Jones's job, but he is going to take uh, Brian Hoyer's job, and he should. I mean, uh, it's a good story. I like him. He doesn't make a lot of money. He's a sponge. He's learning. He, he'll be content to be a backup, and uh, Mac Jones will probably get hurt again. He takes a lot of hits. He hangs in the pocket. But I'm going to guess if uh, Bill Belichick or Patricia or those guys were going to be honest, they would tell you they see both those guys every day in practice, and they would tell you that Mac Jones can make plays, can make throws, that Br- Bailey Zappi can't. That's just a guess. They will not tell you that. Of course, they won't indulge the whole concept of a uh, – of a QB controversy. But before we get to to, to all the other news to Kanye, I'm already sick of the little plays on his name. You know, it's Zappy Hour and uh, Don't Worry Be Zappy and uh, Zappy Days Are Here Again. I don't think I can take, you know, much more of that. So get back soon, Mac Jones. I will say this, if you're a Zappy fan, a Bailey Zappy fan there and he's, and I don't think Mac Jones is ready to return Uh, I know he's questionable every week, but you see those brief glimpses at practice and he is limping around. He is walking gingerly on that ankle. I think it's a few more weeks and that means a real opportunity for Zappi because they got some winnable games. I'm I'm telling you, uh, they don't, they certainly didn't look like a playoff team in the first four weeks, but after yesterday against a dreadful Lions team, they go Browns, uh, Bears at home, Jets, Colts at home, Jets again, and uh, you know that's five straight week. They got Browns at uh, on the road this week. That's five winnable games in a row. They could definitely uh, get back in the race. And the Dolphins are reeling with their third string third string quarterback. So it's not it's not a bad opportunity for young Zappy. To go out there and zap NFL defenses and make everyone zappy
0: happy zappy. Ugh. I will say, I, I, I will say though, uh, on his touchdown pass to Myers, the way he sensed the rush and stepped up and still delivered the ball is something Mac Jones would have well, taken you, the sack on. Do you think,
1: you think the, the, they think Myers was open or what? Was he a little bit open? He was pretty I mean, open. He Stepped up nicely, but you, but that was a wide open receiver.
0: I know that, but uh, Mac Jones would have got smashed on that. I feel like every time certainly. Looked
1: a hell of a lot better than Jared Goff and the Lions. Yes, Boy, they did. suck. Um, uh, they give up 35 points a game. They didn't even give up their average. <laughs> they give up more than that every week. Uh, but let's yeah, let's quickly since you know let's this is the most important thing we have today. Let's do quickly review our predictions for this game. You had uh, the Lions, correct? Yeah, I did. Yep, uh, Montante had the Lions. Our big uh, gambling man. He did his research and he decided, he concluded that the Lions were going to roll over the Patriots. And then there's me. What did I have to say about this, Ironhead? But the Patriots are coming off that devastating loss. They're playing at home. They're, they're desperate. This is a desperate Patriots team. I'm taking the Pats. I'll pick the star of the game, too. Ramondre Stevenson. That he's a stud who's always going forward. He never never loses a yard. They're gonna run all over them. It's we it might be kind of boring, but the Patriots will win this game. Go ahead, Matante. <laughs> there you go. Did I did I nail that or what? I think I'm still rolling. I believe I was uh, three and one again. People, you know, this is this is free money. You listen to me. But uh, R- Ramondre had 161 yards. He yeah. is damn good. Uh, that was a hell of a draft uh, draft pick for uh, Belichick and uh, don't sleep on them. they got They get, they get an easy stretch and they're going to go on a roll, but uh, you know, we'll get back to the NFL because we have to, because we got to give you the latest on the biggest story in the world today. No, I mean, obviously uh, Putin, Russia is bombarding Ukraine right now. They're, they're, they're lobbing missiles into every city in, in, uh, in revenge for that, Bombing of the Crimea Bridge, which is pretty wild, by the way, but uh, they're bombing everything. They're they're just letting loose on uh, Ukraine right now. But, you know, we start with more important things like Tom Brady and Giselle's divorce, like Kanye West's um, Twitter feed. Now, I was a little uneasy about declaring Kanye a genius. I don't think I did that. I think, you know, I'm not a big hip hop fan, so I don't really want to, you know, uh, qualify his, uh, his musical genius. I'll just, I'll just take people's word for it. He's a musical genius, but it, it, I think it might end with the, uh, with the music. When he sat there with Tucker, I said, he, I gave him credit for one thing. He was very thoughtful. He sat there and thought about every word he said. He thought about every answer. It was a little uh, unnerving at times. it would be dead air Tucker would say something and he would look around and he would stop and he'd think and, he, and then he would speak. And I said, that was kind of impressive because he didn't speak in cliches. He took his time. He, 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 at times he meandered and, you know, the train of thought went off the tracks, but it was a riveting interview. And I thought that takes some balls. First of all, to sit down with Tucker. Secondly, to, to challenge the you know liberal orthodoxy to say he's a prominent black man in the music industry, in the, in the fashion industry who admits that he likes Trump supports Trump, who admits that he's pro-life, who wears a picture of a uh, unborn baby on his, in his lanyard around his neck. I mean, he takes, uh, he takes some chances. I will give him that. But where the hell did this come from? He gets reinstated to Twitter. I believe on Friday, was it? Elon yeah. Musk, Elon <laughs> Musk, notably welcomes him. Welcome back. And, and, and he's back, he's back on Twitter after however long he'd been suspended for. And I'm thinking, Oh, this is the next step. He's going to start tweeting about, you know, politics and, and Trump and abortion and the, you know, the pressure that a prominent black man is under to fall in line, all the things he talked to Tucker about, but no, first, I don't know. How, at what point did he tweet this? Did he have other tweets? He got reinstated. He said something about how he's back on Twitter, and this comes.
0: What time was this? What time? When? What? What time did he tweet this? I couldn't find it because he got banned, so I couldn't find. Oh, that's right. Then. This is
1: a screenshot. He was uh, suspended immediately, but this is yay Kanye on Friday, I believe. Friday or Saturday? Check that for me, Ironhead. He says I'm a bit sleepy tonight, but when I wake up, I'm going. Death con, fr- Death con 3 on Jewish people, capital letters. What? The funny thing is I actually can't be anti-Semitic because black people are actually Jew. Also, you guys have toyed with me and tried to blackball anyone who ever opposes your agenda. All right. I all that stuff about him being thoughtful and thinking about before he answered thinking about his answer before he responded to uh, Tucker's questions, I take it all back. Kanye's an idiot. I mean, obviously he's a he's he he likes to uh, go rogue. He's a rebel. he's a contrarian. i'll give him give him all that. and he's obviously um you a know, talented musician and I guess a talented designer. But what the hell does this mean? First of all, is it a Defcon three? Isn't yep. that the expression? Death Con three on Capital Letters Jewish people. He never got the chance to go Death Con three on Jewish people because he was suspended. But I don't know which is dumber saying you're going Death Con three on Jewish people or saying you can't be anti Semitic because black people are actually Jew. That's what it says. Um <laughs> In my experience, and I've done both, speaking off the cuff on the radio is, or on a podcast is one thing. Tweeting is another. You get more leeway when you're speaking off the cuff. When you're tweeting, you're actually typing. You're supposed to put a little thought. You're supposed to think think it through before you hit send. So are you telling me this genius typed this, thought about it, and then hit send just as he's reinstated to Twitter? Was he trying to get kicked off? I mean again, I don't want to I saw some debate on Twitter this morning. Keith Olden is uh, celebrating this saying kicked or this big it off good um, uh what time is it tell me i I
0: can't see that when was it tweeted October eighth uh at eleven fifty five p m so it's so almost midnight on Saturday. Why
1: wasn't he watching Saturday Night Live like I was? Um, They were mocking him. They were making fun of him. Um, uh, Okay, maybe he's drunk. Maybe. It's midnight on Saturday. Uh, Hell, probably he's drunk, but so what? I don't care if you're drunk. You can't tweet that. And expect that there's... I mean, forget what people will say on cable news or on, on social media or on Saturday Night Live. Think of what... Uh, I mean, that's permanent. That's not, that doesn't go off into the ether. That's permanent. You're going to go DEFCON. Now I want to know what, what it was the plan. I'm, I don't think that way. I don't think like, you know, the Jewish people are out to get me, you know, I don't make the connection, the association necessarily. And uh, such as an example on Friday, Friday night, we never, um, we never talked about this on the show. We talked about his Thursday night appearance on on our show Friday, but Friday night he's on with Tucker and he got a little weird. He got a little weirder. I mean, he talked about Jared and Josh Kushner, you know, Jared Kushner, Trump's son-in-law and Josh, and how Jared was the architect of those Abraham Accords, the peace deals in the middle East. He didn't know much about those, but he says, I think the Kushners are just in it for the money. Now I don't make the connection at that point and say that's anti-Semitic especially if it's true, maybe, you know, (laughs) who cares if it's, if it's anti-Semitic, but uh, that was kind of lumped in with this tweet to say to pay Tim as an anti-Semite. And I'm not here. I'm not going to defend him. That tweet is so stupid and so reckless that uh, he deserves all the heat he gets. And he got kicked off Twitter again. Right. I mean, Mm -hmm. and they don't say, I got the story here. They don't say for how long. Uh, Twitter confirmed, this is from TheVerge.com, Twitter confirmed that it locked Kanye West, who goes by Ye, out of his account after he posted an anti-Semitic tweet on Saturday. Quote, the accountant question has been locked due to violation of Twitter's policies. Twitter spokesperson Kate Roseborough said, Twitter has since removed Ye's tweet, but screenshots have been posted. Uh, They go through the whole thing. Uh, I'm going to go deaf, death con three on Jewish people. (sighs) Yay. Who hasn't been active on Twitter in about two years was greeted back on Twitter by Elon Musk. Uh, He posted the hateful tweet shortly after Instagram restricted his access to his account, uh, prompting him to call out uh, Mark Zuckerberg. So he knew, I guess, you know what? He, he, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess he was drunk. He's 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 not stupid. He knew this would be explosive, right? He knew that you tweet about Jewish people in capital letters and you say he, and and he said this to Tucker too. I can't be anti-Semitic because the G- black people were Jewish. What? What? I don't, I don't care what you the black Israelites, crazy that that fringe violent group. I don't care. We know the present day norms, the accepted terms, and you're not Jewish, you're black and you can be anti-Semitic. And in fact, you were, and I don't know how long, I mean, this is going to be Elon Musk's problem. Now he's going to take over Twitter. And he's going it's going to be up to him to reinstate uh, Kanye. But even if he does, Kanye is going to do it again. You know, he thinks this is him showing everyone what a contrarian, what a rebel, what an independent thinker he is, but in fact it's just him being an idiot and uh, I guess we'll be, trying, be deprived of Ye's genius tweets now, at least for a while. I was looking forward to seeing what it mean. What does it mean, go
0: deathcon con three on Jewish people? What, what would that have, a, uh, well, would uh, have? In the past, I don't think that's worked out for them very well, so it's probably not t- too great. It probably would have been about the Kushners again, or maybe about Zuckerberg. I mean, I don't even think that
1: like, so he was going to attack Jewish people. That was the plan. He was giving us a sneak preview coming up tomorrow. When I wake up and, you know, sleep this, <clears throat> sleep this off. I'm going to go after Jewish people. I guess we'll be deprived of that, but uh, so be it. maybe, you know, he'll sit down with Tucker again and explain himself. I doubt it, but all right, let's get to, uh, Let's get to the Biden gaffe and the SNL. Uh, I'll give you my SNL review. I'm hanging in there two weeks in. It absolutely sucks, but I can't stop watching. It's the, uh, you know, it's the burning car on the side of the highway. I can't stop watching. But this was uh, Joe Biden. Do you have the video of Biden at this appearance? I mean, it's, you have to see it and hear it to believe it. I think a lot of people saw this secondhand or read this. Yeah, he was at a car factory. Probably speaking to union thugs and his favorite base, his core audience. You know, not union workers. I mean, union officials, guys like you know, with with uh, without calloused hands who, who uh, you know, handle the delegations, union delegates. Anyway, um, I saw people see this second who saw it secondhand, like I did initially, and thought it was a joke. They thought people were just again mocking the senile commander in chief. I was the same way I saw it, and I said did he really and I had to go find it. It is real, this is real. This is remarkable, and watch it and tell me it can't be in the teleprompter, right? It cannot be someone could not have typed that in, so he wings it at the very beginning of the speech, and again, if as as we know if this were if we had an honest media, it would have led the news, and people would have been questioning his mental state all weekend, particularly since he went out on the same day, I believe, at a fundraiser and told people we're on the brink of nuclear war. No big deal. Just an absolute dementia patient at the controls as Russia bombs every city in Ukraine. And the president tells us we haven't been this close to Armageddon since 1962. I mean, I know, I know the, Patriots win was big. I know the hit on Brady was big. I know lots going on. But meanwhile, we're on the brink of nuclear war. And the guy who decides, uh, uh, ostensibly, decides whether we go to nuclear war is this guy. Watch and listen and try to try to believe what <laughs> what he has to say. Go ahead.
0: Let me start off with two words. Made in America. Made in America. He repeats it.
1: (laughs) So he doesn't. He's not looking at the teleprompter. He doesn't look at his notebook where they probably have notes on telling him to, you know, how to, how to, you know, wipe his nose and how to walk and how to stand and how to eat and you know he needs instructions for most things. We're just gonna guess he winged it here. That is unfriggin' believable. Two words: Made in America. And that meant the fact checkers, you know, at CNN and PolitiFact. That meant they had the weekend off. Don't look, nothing to see here. And most of the uh, news media, I'm going to guess mainstream media, ignored it or whatever, pretended, you know, it, I, I don't even know. If you're an apologist, like most of the media for Biden, how do you explain this? <laughs> I mean, you you do like Joe Scarborough said the other day. He said he he would take... Biden against Trump in a gaff off any time. Mm. And I responded to Scarborough. I said, it's too bad that you don't have the technology to put Biden and Trump head to head and see who has had more gaffes. You know, unfortunately, they just don't have the ability. But if you did, Biden would top anybody ever. There's there's never been a public figure as incoherent, as confused, as inarticulate as this man. This man who has us on the brink of nuclear war. But I assume the teleprompters is just off the shot you have on the screen. He appears to be looking at something and he hadn't yet opened his notebook, so it's not in the notebook. And he decides, I'm gonna wing it. And he doesn't know how many words are in made in America. Let me start off with two
0: words. Made in America. <laughs> In oh, I got to imagine that when he when he does something like that, a red strobe goes off in Kareen John Pierre's office, and alarm starts blasting. <laughs> She's gonna, like,
1: she, you know, how she always lies about what Trump like when Trump, when when Biden was doing the shout out, calling out the dead woman Jackie Walarski. She here? Oh he well, top of mind, and she tried to come up with some ridiculous uh, explanation. I'm not sure what she can say today other than he just screwed up or whatever. I mean, but it's not like it's that complicated. It's three words. He looks at it and says two words. A couple of years ago, he was making a speech, or maybe it was, yeah, like two years ago during the campaign. He said uh, that the most important thing is three letters or three-letter word, jobs. That was pretty stupid. Three-letter word, jobs but he could have said, I meant job. I misspoke. What do you say this time? What do you say? I I miscounted how many words in made in America. Somebody was mocking on Twitter, mocking the uh, fact checkers and saying, which one is going to be the first to say he meant maiden, like a maiden voyage, <laughs> made in America, like two words, made in America, but they wouldn't, they couldn't quite shoehorn that in. So they will, the media will ignore it. And John, uh, Jean Pierre will, uh, will say, I don't know what she'll say, just that, that he just made a mistake. And she doesn't like to say that, though. They never say,
0: Mm-mm.
1: when they're talking about Biden, uh, Jen Saki did it, and all the spokespeople you know, around him, Kirby, they all do this. They never say confused. They never say tired. They never say he forgot. They're they ordered by the President Barack Obama or Susan Rice or Ron Klein. You know, the Politburo orders them never say confused or l- not lucid or lost his way or forgot. They never say those words because they know they're true, first of all, and it will be an admission that he's just not there. This but, is the United States. Khmer, for God's sake. Man. Can you imagine the compilation, the montage we're gonna have after four years, or however, if he lasts three, three and a half? America is before, a nation uh, that can be defined in a single word. I was gonna put him. In, uh, foot, foot. <laughs> one of these days, you know, by Christmas, one of those days, Christmas shows, one of those. Uh, show, we're gonna do the whole montage. We're gonna rank them. We're gonna uh, d- d- try to determine which was the funniest, which was the most disturbing. And this is up there. When you think about it, I'm pretty sure it was the same day, or, or it might have been Thursday night, the fundraiser, Friday morning. This speech, uh, where he said to a group of uh, to a group of people uh, donate uh, big money people looking for donations, he said, "We're on the brink of nuclear war." It's like, oh, okay. What else is new? What else you got?
0: I'll lead an <laughs> effective strategy to mobilize <laughs> true international
1: effort the pressure. Here's how you know it was bad. This is the the barometer. This is how you determine how bad it was. You tune into Saturday Night Live. These are all Democrats, they're all Biden stooges. They all hate Trump. They're not funny. They're political activists. The show, if you were wondering has a half the half the cast is gone. They were uh, there were rumors that they were going in a different direction. They are not. It is freaking awful. Awful show. They had that this Irish guy, Brian uh, Gleeson. I don't even know him. He was in Braveheart. I should have known that. He was in like Lord of the Rings or no Harry Potter. He's a, like a character actor. I'm not sure why he was your host, but he sucked. Uh, and uh, the, and, and Willow was the musical guest. She was awful, but there were skits that just went on and on and they were so bad. It's not the actors. I mean, it is the actors, but it's also the writing is just absolutely awful. Uh, they did the open to their news set, uh, segment. The weekend update was all about Dr. Oz and whatever. And then Herschel Walker. And then they decide, you know, maybe we have to do this. We have to mock Joe Biden. Of course, no mention of Hunter. No Hunter characters. Still no touching that. Still focus more on you know Marjorie Taylor green, a, a backbencher Congress person from Georgia, is more their focus than the president and his family. But anyway. That's how bad it was for Joe on Friday. On Saturday, they were forced to mock him on SNL. And I guess, I guess and give him credit, but let's uh, watch Colin Jost poke fun at his, uh, his hero, Joe Biden.
0: Yesterday, Biden gave a speech at a car factory and opened with this. Let me start off with two words, made in America. <laughs> Well, let me respond with two words, Jesus H. Christ. (laughs) Biden was then heard criticizing reporters at the White House for shouting questions at him. Questions like, what year is it? And who's the current president? (laughs) Also, they weren't reporters, they were doctors. (laughs)
1: That's that's about the closest you're going to get to real uh, lampooning of Biden, and maybe maybe they'll start, and maybe they will get a good reaction from that, and they'll say we have got to start. Uh, but uh, the commenter Chris points out Lauren Bulbert, you got to see this on Twitter. Lauren Bulbert tweeted out, everybody was mocking, obviously. This you know half of Twitter is there just to mock President uh, Joe Biden when he steps in it, which is all the time. Um, she tweets out two words for uh, for Joe Biden let's go Brandon. And it's, you know, it's kind of cute. Obviously it's a tongue in cheek. It's a wise ass. There were thousands of liberals. I mean, thousands attacking her and calling her stupid. Don't you even know how to count? What is wrong with you? You're a moron. (laughs) She just, they just took the bait. You have to see it. They're like whole pages of blue check marks attacking her for saying two words, let's go Brandon. And I guess that's because they live in a bubble. they don't you know they watch NM, they watch NBC or CNN, and they don't report what the president did. And, and she got the last laugh because God, they look like fools. but uh, here it is here. Uh, SNL, SNL had a, a segment, by the way, where they had all the new cast members talk about their experience. Is this, oh yeah, George Takei, of course, David Hogg, all these all these idiots. <laughs> she can't count, says George Takei. Three words: you're an idiot," says uh, David Hogg. Uh, Lauren Bush, oh, oh, I'm sorry, Lauren Bo- <laughs> Lauren Boebert. She got sixty-one thousand likes and uh, twenty-nine, almost thirty thousand responses. I mean, these are people in a bubble. They didn't they didn't know about Biden, but they know about Lauren Boebert. Uh, but they they had a long bit, and I was wondering when she was going to get a chance. The non-binary, whatever. Molly something also known as meat brick shout out. Well, they gave, they gave her a big shot. They had all the new members. There's like four of them, five of them. And they talked about their experience and who they met and everything. And she did this, writ, writ, it was a, just an awful, awful bit about how Lauren Michaels wanted her to go to uh, Russia and kill, kill Putin. Everyone else was supposed to, Oh good. You get comfortable, write the script, meet this guy, but do this. And she was told you have to go to Russia and kill Putin. And it was so bad she is so bad she's oh cra-. and she did the thing where she, he told her he called her she and she said actually it's they uh, it's a non-binary of course oh god it's it's too bad it's sad but i'm gonna keep keep i'm gonna keep hate watching for another week or two, maybe I'll try. But uh, all right, let's uh, let's uh, douche here, and then uh, we will move on to the big, big story. No, not the uh, not Armageddon, not World War Three, not the bombing of Ukraine, or even Kanye West's uh, anti-Semitic tweet. Uh, Tom and Giselle, I'm telling you, this is a little weird. I was out and about this weekend. I was with a bunch of people at an event on Saturday. I was with some people last night and and everyone wants to talk about Tom and Giselle. Are they really getting divorced? Whose fault is it? What's going to happen? Where are they going? It's, it's, it is a big, big deal. And it looks like it's actually happening. We got a weird update there. You know what? The bottom line is they're both weirdos and two weirdos can't, you know, be happy together forever. Two super famous self involved weirdos. It never there's no way it could have ever lasted, but we'll give you the latest on that and the worst call in NFL history. But first, first, let me tell you about Shea Concrete. Let me tell you what Shea could do for you this fall. This is a great idea. You want to do your home pro- home improvement project this fall? Couldn't be easier. Get yourself some Shea Concrete precast concrete steps installed in your home. Whether you're building a new home or remodeling an, or replacing an old staircase Shea has great values with designs that will fit your home. There are many options available, including concrete, or you can customize with stone or brick. A new staircase will dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home, giving you much better curb appeal. They can remove the old stairs and have have you walking up your new front steps in a matter of hours. When they're done, you'll have a great-looking front entrance that will add value to your home. This is an investment, not an expense expense. This is going to improve the value of your home. Uh, with one phone call, Shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience. And in a few hours, you'll be walking up your brand-new front entrance. All the neighbors will be jealous. Learn more about Shea's precast concrete steps at shakeconcrete.com. And while you're there, maybe you can look for a job. Shea Concrete is hiring... Right now, they have between 15 and 20 open positions available. These are career opportunities for all different types of people with different types of skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. I right, Before we get to the uh, worst call, and I'm not kidding. This is the worst call. It looks the worst. It's got the, I mean, for a regular season. In the Super Bowl last year, the there was a terrible call, a uh, holding call, I believe, on the Bengals that handed the Super Bowl to the Rams. That had the most... Impact, But this looks really bad. First, speaking of looking really bad, I'm pretty sure Tom and Giselle are Dunsky because they both got lawyers and, you know, they're living apart and all that. The the wheels are uh, in motion. It's over. I don't think there's any reconciling. I think... The big story of the off season is going to be Tom Brady's dating life. We talked about that the other day. We set the odds on who he'll be stepping out with. And uh man, with the TMZ cameras, the whole paparazzi crowd will be following him everywhere. If he's in LA or New York, they will be following him everywhere, trying to get a shot of him holding hands with some young honey. Uh, and it's coming, you know, he, he likes the ladies, so he'll be out and about. It'll be interesting. But, I can see. I'm I'm a Tom guy from way back. You know, I'm still a Tom guy. How he even stayed married to this weirdo this long is beyond me. You know, and you think about. I mean, obviously she's gorgeous, but I'm pretty sure his uh, next girlfriend's going to be gorgeous, and his one before that. Just and so, I'm pretty sure uh, he's going to be okay. But this is from page six, which which by the way broke the story of Brady's uh, Brady and Giselle's imminent divorce. They write. Giselle Boonston appears to be burning her way to a fresh start, perhaps without Tom Brady. The former Victoria's Secret angel was spotted with a smudge stick to burn sage around her car in Miami with the help of an unknown holistic woman. And page six, of course, has pictures of this woman with a sage stick walking around Giselle's car. Does this like ward off evil spirits? I mean, this is, this woman's a handful. This is some weird, we know she's a weird, you know, save the earth type and vegan and all kinds of other things. Uh, But he's talking to his lawyer, trying to, you know, do his job and, you know, win games. And she's talking to her lawyer and having a healer, a holistic healer burn sage around her SUV. (laughs) The healer can be seen burning the stick around her SUV before making her way inside the office with Bunchden, who was notably without her wedding ring. At one point, the woman seemed to exit the building holding a prayer pose before hugging the supermodel as she left. The holistic experience came just days after Bunchden and her estranged husband each hired divorce lawyers potentially to represent them if they legally decide to call it quits. Um, they are uh legal, they've legally decided to call it quits i i don't think there's any doubt uh and now you got this weirdo burning a sage stick to to whatever the hell that does you know you know here's here's my prediction it's uh, it's a long shot but i'm i, I would not be shocked uh we know they'll they'll both be going their separate ways we know they have like 18 houses she gets the house in uh Costa Rica and he gets the house in Montana and they they sell the place in New York and they don't build the place. The place in Miami, they bought it and tore it down and now it's just rubble. They have a very, I think they paid like 17 million for the lot in, uh, on the billionaire's bunker, that Island in uh, Miami where their neighbors are Jared and Ivanka. Uh, My prediction is the first real riff, she won't want their son I guess he has one son with uh, uh, Bridget Moynihan, Jack, and the other Ben with her. So maybe she can't do anything about Jack. She won't want Ben to play football. What do you think of that? She yeah. seems like the type. I don't want my son playing football. He can play, he can be in the band or he can dance or something, he can be in the theater club, and Tom will want him. Because Tom said watching his oldest son play football now and he's playing quarterback for like the freshman team is like the biggest thrill in his life. You know what? Uh, that kid better be good. You mentioned Tom Brady's son playing quarterback in high school and, and like not being good. He was going to take it. People are going to be taking runs at him all day. Oh, yeah. uh, I don't, I don't envy that kid, but no. see how it goes. But, uh, it's gotta get, I mean, it has to be public at some point. They divorce records. You have to see, you know, what they, what they claim is the reason for it and everything else. And then, uh, both of them will live separate lives and both of them will stay squarely in the spotlight, which will be wild. But uh all right, let's get to that hit and then get out of here because uh, Ironhead's got to, to uh, do some grocery shopping. Big day, big day grocery shopping. Huge plans. Now, I, I watched the Patriots into the third quarter. It was dreadfully dull. The Lions were awful. The Patriots' defense was great. Jared Goff, when he handed the ball, just like handed him the ball, and Kyle Duggar took off for the scoop and score. It was like, what are they doing? It felt like they just gave up. He looked terrible. They, you know, the Belichick completely took Dan Campbell over his knee and spanked him. It was embarrassing. Anyway, I flip over to red zone. It was one of the greatest red, red, red zone Hours, hour and a half I've ever seen. Every other game was wild down to the wire. Just great day to watch red zone and give up on the Patriots who won 29, nothing. It just, I mean, and plus I, I got all my picks, right, which is important, but this was, they didn't show a lot of Tampa Atlanta. I mean, Atlanta always sucks to watch. They're just not a fun team, but I was trying to get more of the, uh, of the Bucks game. I was sitting there, Scott Hanson, give me more of the Bucs. And they cut in and Brady's got the ball. It's third down. They're midfield. They're up by six. It was a nice little comeback from the Falcons. They cut it to 20, 21, 13, and then went for two and got it, cut it to six. There's plenty of time, three minutes left. They're going to get the ball back. They're going to have a chance. Now they're the Falcons. They're Marcus Mariotti. They're probably not going to complete the comeback, but they have a chance. It's third down. The that the bronc, uh, the Bucks, are are uh, one more down. Then they're punting, punting it back to Atlanta. Brady drops back. He steps up in the pocket. He gets taken down by Brady Jarrett. That's his name, right? That's who took him down. I believe so. Uh, uh, yes. Uh, great Brady. What I say, Grady Jarrett. Grady took down Brady absolutely clean tackle, just took him around the waist and took him down. It's kind of the, you watch it and you say, that's the one acceptable way to sack a quarterback now, you know, or sack a legendary quarterback. And a flag comes out and they have a little huddle and I'm going, what are they calling? It's got to be defensive holding or something. Brady always gets the calls. So he's probably going to get a call here. They huddle up Brady points. He knows he's getting the call. They make the announcement. I am telling you, I have never seen a worse call. I tweeted this out. The ref who made this call, the official, and it's not Jerome Boger. He's the head. He's the head of the crew, so he makes the call. But somebody else threw the flag. That person should be named, blamed, and suspended. Why do players, if they get a penalty, why are they forced? They name them, embarrass them in front of the world. Why can't they do that with officials? Why can't we know who made this call? It was. This is borderline worthy of an investigation why do you make this call if you don't care who wins if you're impartial if you're unbiased if you're supposed to be playing it down the middle why do you throw this flag it's clearly not a penalty no it's clearly just a way to end this game and get brady the win uh let's let's watch it for those watching along and you tell me you have ever seen a worse call in an NFL game and it's crucial again this is third down this is the last gasp for the Falcons they made the stop they got the sack Shh, let's let's watch it was Brady's coming all the way from here. Watch him come all the way around. Now he's going to be yes, down. That's just, just crazy. Oh, Brady, while he's in, he grabs him around the waist in and the brings system. him down. No it it couldn't be a cleaner.
0: It couldn't there. be. He
1: didn't hit his head. No, he didn't get hurt. It wasn't late. I mean, Lady had the ball.
0: And after when like, he was on top of him, he didn't shove him. He actually pulled his arms away Wait, from him. Like I'm off. That's true. I'm off. You you get called when you put your weight on
1: them, right? That's yeah. one of the ways. One of the things they. He didn't do that. (laughs) This is so bad. I hope, you know, all those ESPN shows and around the horns are talking about it. Because, I mean, I hate when officials inject themselves in. There were some bad calls all around, man. When you watch Red Zone or spend, you know, eight hours watching games like I did yesterday, you see a lot of bad calls. There were some bad calls in the Patriots game. You see that interference when the two number ones were going down the sideline and and Devontae Adams, I mean, Devontae Parker pushes off a little and they push and they called defensive pass interference. It's like a thirty-yard penalty. It was a terrible call. I mean, I'm used to it. Belichick and Brady have gotten calls for years, Right. but I don't remember too many that blatant, that bad. And this pussy author, uh, what's his name, Arthur Smith? The uh, he didn't yeah. say anything afterwards. He says oh, I have to look at the film. I mean, I know you might get fined, but you have to defend your guy. You have to say he did nothing wrong. It was a terrible call. We got robbed. You have to say that. If they fine you 10 grand, coach, too bad. You're making 4 million a year. You can afford it, but you have to call this guy out. You can't just accept it. God, that's so bad. Now that I, I didn't even I saw the other angle. I didn't even seen that angle that he couldn't have been more gentle. What was he What what else could he have done? Here, what else?
0: Just let him run? Well, it's either it's either take him down like he did or let him possibly get a throw off.
1: Yeah, I mean, he couldn't have, been, I mean, he didn't come near the head, you know, didn't, wasn't late, obviously late, didn't put his helmet into his back. nothing.
0: Maybe the safest Got, tackle I've ever seen in football. <laughs> you no, know, that's a textbook, get him
1: around the waist and bring him down. And this, this, he, he's terrible. Jerome Boger is a terrible official anyway, but how do you make that, how do you not tell the guy, how do you know, that thing in the ear they have from New York or whatever, they always yeah. have the eye in the sky. Why didn't someone say, pick the flag up? We can't let this happen. Again, Atlanta would have got the ball back like on their own 10. They probably wouldn't have scored. But now this is all people are going to
0: see. This isn't is even this. one of those ones where, like, Brady's bitching afterwards. He was like, I got sacked, and then they threw a flag. Because A lot of times like, he'll bitch about stuff and sometimes get a flag. He didn't even do that.
1: I wonder if he'll laugh about it. I mean, you have to. I mean, if you're Brady, you have to say, hey, call him as they him," whatever. There's, those are the breaks. I don't know, but... All right, I know we're going to wrap this up. We got to go. I wanted quickly to, to mention the Hunter thing. We talked about it at length on Friday on our subscriber only show. If you'd like to join us on Fridays, go to Callahan.locals.com. But I was with some friends and they were all excited to say Hunter's going to prison. And I said, no, he's not. I feel more strongly about this than I did last week. I've been reading up. Check out the story in the Washington Post. There's no mention of all the dirty business dealings overseas with China, Ukraine, Russia, no mention of Joe Biden's involvement. This is, a, this is designed to protect Joe Biden. This is Merrick Garland's attempt to defuse the situation, to put uh, have the appearance of law in order, of law enforcement. They're going to indict Hunter on two charges, tax evasion and the lying on the gun form. Neither of which involves Joe, essentially. They're going to avoid everything in the laptop from hell. They're never going to mention Tony Bobolinsky. This is Merrick Garland doing his job, which is protecting Joe Biden uh, and uh, and making it appear that he's going after Hunter. Hunter's gonna cop a plea, pay a fine. And the other thing it does is it makes the makes it look, less partisan when they indict Trump, they will indict Trump on much more serious charges than they indict Hunter, but they will be able to say, look, we go after both sides. It's, it's just a front Merrick Garland is the most corrupt attorney general in history, an absolute partisan hack bent on revenge on the people who kept them off the Supreme court and bent on the revenge on any enemy of the Biden regime. This is a setup. This is a joke. Do not fall for it. That's my take on the, uh, the uh, again, that's uh, my take on the Hunter Biden story in the Washington post saying uh, the noose is tightening around uh, Hunter Biden. And by the way, everything in it is old. Everything. And if you follow, you know, Miranda Devine or, or John Solomon, everything in the story is old news. They just want to make it appear that they're doing their job, but uh, they're busy busting, uh, you know, 80 year old grandmothers who say the rosary outside abortion clinics. So they will not be putting Hunter in jail. That's just my guess. But I uh Ironhead, I will let you go. You got plans, man. You got things to do on this Columbus Day.
0: Yeah, I gotta go buy some vegetables. That's That's new you, me you new me. New me.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> I eat vegetables all
1: when the time. You, you but yeah, so you can like pour put like maple syrup on them. So I can picture
0: you eating vegetables. <laughs> put a little big globs of butter. I do uh I do steamed stir fry a lot. With uh, chicken breast and steamed vegetables. vegetables that, that my my five feet
1: eight inches tall, two hundred ninety five pounds doing steamed vegetables. Hmm. <laughs> Never know,
0: I guess. You're Mostly wrong on muscle, you're right? wrong on both accounts. I'm taller than that, and I'm less than that.
1: <laughs> I was close. I was close. You you admitted it. You admitted it. I uh, forget the exact <laughs> number, but it's two seventy-two. Anyway, what is tonight's game? Anyway, I forget. What's Monday night game? I'm a, I'm a, I'm I, I had a I had a good Jeez. day watching football.
0: I think it's the Chiefs versus oh, uh, Monday Night Football. Good. Chiefs are always, I mean, there's no one
1: more fun except no one more the Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. Josh Allen and Pat, Patrick Mahomes are the two most entertaining athletes in the world right now. I can't get enough watching Josh Allen throw for 368 yards in the first half yesterday. That is the problem the Patriots still have. They got some easy games, some winnable games, but they have the Bills twice to come those that's not going to be pretty I don't care who's playing quarterback for
0: the Patriots It's the Chiefs uh, Raiders And the Raiders are getting Seven and a half
1: I'm taking the Chiefs how about you Ironhead We're not this is not in the standings it's not official
0: Yeah I'm going to take the Chiefs as well Because the Raiders friggin stink They stink
1: Raiders are one of those Teams I was talking to my friend about the Shit they were watching I said some teams You just root against your whole life You know because you were a kid and you hated them like the Raiders. I hated them as a kid. For Some reason it's still part of me. I watch the Raiders and I like when they lose the Cowboys, obviously the same thing, the giants, Rich the Gannon. giants who were losing by what was it? Three touchdowns to the, to the, uh, to Aaron Rodgers in London. I gave up on that game. I said, this game sucks. They're going to, he's going to smoke them. Do you think one last question before we go, do you think the giants are regretting the fact that they hired Brian Dayball over uh, Brian Flores? Do you think, you think, that they're saying, damn, we got the wrong Brian. No, I don't think he, so. He was, he was all offended. I think they're pretty happy with their choice. I cannot believe they beat the Packers in London. Well,
0: yeah, I never that liked the a- I never liked the Raiders either. I, I, for some reason, I always hated Rich Gannon. Something about him always pissed yeah, me well, off. When I
1: was a kid, they were the dirtiest team. That you know, obviously, that's the team. Jack Tatum paralyzed Daryl Stingley, who I loved. And uh, they just had a bunch of thugs. George Atkinson, a bunch of dirty players, and I hated Al Davis and yeah. uh, John Madden. <laughs> uh, but uh, and I still feel that way, so I'll I'll be rooting for the Chiefs, I guess. But just enjoying Patrick Mahomes, that is always fun. But we will leave it there today. Thanks to everyone for watching and listening and uh, and uh, commenting. Look at all these comments. I didn't get to most of them. Uh, that's true. Trump had a rally going up against Saturday Night Live. So that was a big r- uh, uh, Could you imagine like Biden having a rally right now? I mean, he couldn't get 17 people to show up in a parking lot <laughs> no. during the campaign. Uh, over, everyone's into the uh, zappy Mac Jones QB controversy. I'm sorry. There ain't one yet. Let's see a uh, zappy again. Hopefully we can see him for another week or two and settle it. If he can go out there and win like three in a row, like Connor Rush, then maybe... You'll have a debate or a controversy, but I don't think beating the lowly lions and throwing, what do you throw, like 17 times or 20 times? I don't think that does the job, but we'll see. It's always fun. High high. All right, thanks, uh, Ironhead. Have a good day. Good luck apple picking, pal, and grocery shopping. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is The Callahan Show, and we will talk to you again tomorrow. Here
0: shaking my head and thinking something named just me, am I losing my mind? Or am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not. Who take- like the show, leave a five star review on Apple and Spotify.